Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and today's episode is going to be dedicated to the World Ag Expo. I know we just came off the long week that was World Ag Expo, and I had four videos that went up you know, going over my adventures that entire week, and that was just so much fun. So I wanted to do a kind of a recap video, an overview of who I met, uh, what I learned from, from talking to these people, and kind of where we go from here. So I thought that'd be really cool to just kind of recap everything and, and do an overview of the World Bag Expo and just, yeah, just talk about what uh, what we learned from the whole experience. So I think it's important to, first of all, thank uh, Carissa Chapman and Jennifer Fox for giving me this opportunity. I was really grateful to get a chance to walk around and talk to all these vendors and learn so much about what's going on in the ag world today. Um, it was very enlightening. It was also just a, you know, just a fun experience. I get to hang out and talk to some great people and made all kinds of, of friends and met all kinds of new people that I hope that I get to stay in contact with for a very long time. Um, you know, all four days I was interviewing people and I was going, you know, all over the world like Expo and I was planning on creating a whole list of who I was going to cover and checking out the map and knowing where I was going to go. But by the time I got there, it kind of just came to a point where I was just running around and just interviewing whoever I could find that I really knew I wanted to interview. So I started off because I, I, all week people were asking me how I was prioritizing who I was talking to, and it kind of went something like this. So a week before uh, I went to the World Ag Expo, I got emails from probably 10 different ag tech companies saying they wanted to do interviews with me. So I prioritized those guys first. Anyone who reached out to me saying they wanted to talk, I went to their booths first, I covered them, uh, immediately went and talked to them and, and just kind of got all those out of the way. And those were awesome. I'm really glad they all reached out to me. I'm going to be reaching back out to them and sending them their clips and, and letting them know, you know, I appreciate their time and for reaching out and that sort of thing. But th those are the first ones I covered. And then I went to all the booths for that were ran by people that I knew or the people that I had connections to. That way I knew that I could get a high quality interview out of them and that they'd be, they'd be willing to talk to me for the most part. So um, yeah, a lot of those include like AgSource and My Job Depends on Ag and you know some of those other booths where I knew the people. So that kind of came next. And then from there, once I got through all of those, I just started walking through the pavilions and anyone that made eye contact was looking at my equipment or showed some kind of interest or you know said hi to me or pulled me aside i went to those people next and i really tried to pay attention because i know that i noticed a lot of vendors that didn't want to talk they're very reserved and they didn't they tried not to look at me or they tried to avoid eye contact or they're talking to someone else and so i tried to avoid those ones and just go to the ones that showed eye contact and showed interest and seemed like they wanted to have me come over and talk to them so i was very selective with who i interviewed for the most part um I tried to interview people that I had a feeling would give high high content, uh, high quality content, and I could get a lot of good information out of. So I'm hoping that I did get all the ones that I I really could have. I know there's a couple here and there that I really wish I could have done uh, more coverage on or talked to, uh, you know, gotten interviews out of like New Holland and Richie Brothers and some of those other ones I was hoping to get um, an interview out on, but it kind of just didn't work out that way. So I mean, there's always next year, but. Yeah, it was just it was so cool to get to meet all those people and the whole live stream thing that I did with the guys from Seasonally Fresh, and that was just such a cool experience, and I really enjoyed talking to some of those people about the podcast, about what I do, about what they do, about where I should go from here, and it was just such a such a positive experience, and all the people on the International Agri Center Committee were so nice and so helpful and very supportive of what I was doing, 
Um, you know, I had a, a very nice lady named Janet that was driving me around in the golf cart for two of the days, and that was just awesome of her to do. And you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunities I was given and for all the people that were there helping me a whole long, all, all, all along the way. So, I mean, I'm really just, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about how much this this little project has grown in in the last year and we're almost out of year. I mean, in two months, we're going to be out of year. That we've been doing this thing. So it's just, it's so cool to see the support, to see the people interested, to see, um, you know, just, just to be told that I'm the future of, of agriculture education and, and, and ag literacy. And just, you know, it's such a unique experience that I really wanted to just talk about it. So that's, you know, I got to talk to a lot of great people. I got to a lot, I got to make a lot of good networking connections and I'm hoping I'm going to be getting in touch with these people over the next week. I'm hoping I can schedule a bunch of interviews to get all those done and get more information on their companies to get, you know, some insight onto what I should be doing here to get some, you know, some just just some good conversations flowing about the ag industry and about ag technology and the future of agriculture because a, a good theme that I noticed throughout the entire expo was that the future of ag is going to be put in the hands of the next generation of farmers. And that's something that, you know, my generation is going to have to pick up the you know, they're, they're going to pass the torch off to my generation here pretty soon. So I, I just want to make sure that we're ready. So it's just, it was really cool to learn about that. And people were kept telling me I'm the next generation and that my generation is going to be the one that needs to find the solutions. And honestly, that's a little intimidating to hear, but I think that I have a lot of faith that it's possible. And after hearing what all these great inventors and vendors and exhibitors were, were uh, thinking, I think that they think it's possible too. So it was just a really, you know, like I said, it's a it's a really great thing to hear. It was very positive and very reassuring, and I just I enjoyed hearing it so much. But alongside that, there also comes the very real conversation that I had with a few people, including Eric Bream and some others, about the dangers of the future of agriculture and how it's very difficult to continue with all the things that are going on in the ag world today, both in California and in the country, and really in the world. And so we really need to strap down and just work on what we're trying to accomplish here and that kind of opening my eyes a little bit to the fact that I need to get a lot more serious about what I'm doing if I really want to make a difference and so that's something that I'm going to be focusing on a lot more as well. So the World Bag Expo, I mean you guys heard my episodes before um, and during the week just talking about what exactly it is and what exactly is there but really my mom brought, brought this up to me and I thought it was kind of a cool idea I started off all my episodes with saying that we are the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. And really, that's what I was doing this week. I was talking to people from all over the world and just interacting with them. I traded business cards with them and talked to them about what I do and why I do it. And a lot of them were really resonating with my idea, just going out and having the conversation with the consumer or the farmer, trying to bridge the gap between the two, talking about concerns that a lot of people either refuse to talk about or don't even know are going on. And just really focusing on what we can do to make things better, to make our situation more livable. And so it was just kind of cool to, to really consider that. I mean, it is the World Ag Expo. There are people from all over the world there. And to get to talk to those types of people and really, you know, see what their perspective on a lot of this stuff is, is just, it was so cool. It was amazing. And so that was really interesting to get to do. And I had a lot of people saying that, 
you know, they're going to go back to their countries and talk about what they learned here uh, this week, and they wanted to talk to me more about what I do and what I've learned so far so that I can help them understand American agriculture and California agriculture some more, and they can help me understand their country's agriculture, and we can kind of come to an agreement on how we should go about fixing the issues with both and, and really with the world's agriculture as a whole. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, that's something that I never really imagined that I'd be doing when I started this project, um, but I really hope it continues, and I'd like to see it get even bigger. So moving into a little bit about what I learned. I learned, like I said, that the issues facing agriculture are much bigger than, I mean, obviously I was aware of the big issues facing agriculture. You had the drought, you had the uh, employment issues, or, or the, um, the lack of employment issues, really. You have the regulations, you have the lack of ag literacy, you have um, the weather issues, the fires, the um, just environmentalists fighting back. There's there's just so much facing the ag industry. There's a trade war going on. There's you know there's so much that that we face, and it's often lo- overlooked a lot of that stuff. But one of the essential things I've noticed through all of the uh, booths I talked to was that the central idea of getting their products sold and getting the new technology out there to improve agriculture of the future is getting people aware of why that product is needed. And it all kind of came back to the education of things. I mean, yeah, we have tons of issues that can't be solved just by teaching somebody about them, sure. But there's a good portion of problems that are a lot bigger than they really need to be because people don't understand how the problem came about or how to really, you know, go about fixing it because, you know, the origin of the problem is very obscure. And so I talked to a lot of people about that, a lot of people in the drone industry, in the Amorites, um, there's a group I talked to called Protect the Harvest that um, they're in the business of protecting farms from animal, like animal rights organizations, environmental organizations, um, activist groups that are anti-agriculture and trying to damage agricultural land and um, farmers' land. And I had this long conversation with one of them saying that, you know, because people don't understand what's going on in ag, there are so many, there's so, there are so many issues going on, but because the farmers don't think that they'll ever want to learn about what's going on in ag, they don't even try to teach them. I think that that's a little bit of a, you know, that's, in my opinion, quitter talk. I think that just because we have a hard time communicating with the consumer doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And that was something I learned a lot this week, is that people are out there still trying to have that conversation, and they just need to find a, a stronger medium to do it with. And so that's kind of where I came in. I said, hey, let me help you find the medium. And a lot of them took me up on the offer. I had a lot of people interested in in doing episodes with me and helping me spread the word more about what they were doing in order to get the the information out there to both the farmer and the consumer about what's going on. And so I kind of, I got to meet a lot of interesting people. There are some people that besides the ag thing in, in, in as a whole, they were really just focused on my podcast and what I was doing at my age, and they're really interested in that as well. So I learned a, a bunch of new techniques about, you know, promotion and and how to effectively gain an audience's attention and how to market myself better and how to keep up with with those I'm trying to communicate with and how to make better connections and how to make better interviews and how to do this and how to do that and all these great skills I'm going to be taking back home and thinking about a lot. But there was so much more that I learned about really what needs to be done from here on out and who needs to be doing it and really the answer to who needs to be doing it is all of us we all need we all have a role in this thing and we all need to be working together to get our goals accomplished here 
And I've been talking to the people at My Job Depends on Ag. I've been talking to the people at a bunch of the different organizations, companies, and booths that I was talking to over the week uh, recently about how how to fix a lot of these issues. And a lot of them are not easy fixes, but we're all kind of working together in this thing and, and they're contributing what they can to what I'm doing. I'm contributing what I can to what they're doing. And we're all trying to work together towards one goal. I talked to a guy um, from Strauss Feeds in one of the interviews, I think it was in my day three episode, that was saying, you know, when I first walked up to him, I was joking about, because he told me he's from Wisconsin, I was joking about how he's our competitor. You know, we're, we're from California, he's from Wisconsin, our states are competitors for the top milk uh, producing state. But his answer was, I don't really think of us as competitors. I think that we complement each other. Because we're all dairies here, we're all trying to work towards the same goal. I think that the problem in agriculture today is a lot of people are, com- are competing too much. I mean, really, we're all going towards the same goal of feeding the world. And competition is great because it gets a good product out, but I think that we really need to focus on, instead of putting each other down, trying to keep each other afloat because, I mean, we had the public to do that for us. We can, we, you know, we can always find someone to keep us down, but it's really hard to find others to keep us standing. And it was a really, you know, it was something that I resonated with a lot and something that I kind of wanted to take back and, and share with you guys and the idea that, Yes, we're all different industries, or some some of us are in the same industry, and we're all trying to compete for the best product or the best sales or the best prices or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're all wanting the same thing. We all want to feed the world. We all want to produce the product of our toil. We all want to pass the torch to the next generation. We all want to make sure that we're still going to have farms in the future to be able to do that. And I think that unless more farmers start working together in terms of trying to help the industries live and thrive more successfully in terms of trying to keep the economy more balanced in terms of trying to keep the consumer more educated in terms of trying to maximize their production levels in the best way possible we need to be in the best interest of each other all farmers need to start looking towards each other as a community and less as a as a competition and that was something i took away from that really effectively i think for the most part farmers are pretty good about that thing but i think every now and then you know, it's it gets the the lines get a little blurred between competition and and companion, and I think that a lot of a lot of uh, you know some of the ag businesses. I'm not going to say that there's a lot, but some of the ag businesses get a little bit more competitive than they do supportive of the agriculture industry, and a lot of that can be dangerous to the future of our of our industry here because you know if we keep just going out trying to be each other and we don't focus on trying to keep the consumer educated on what we're doing, then the consumer is just going to you know, stop listening to either one of us, and we're both going to be screwed. So I think that um, there's a lot to be said about the idea that farmers need to band together and more actively work together on educating the public about what they're doing and work less actively on trying to beat each other out all the time. And I'm all for you know capitalist competition. I think it's the best way to get the products that we value today, but I also think that there's something to be said about the idea that farmers are own, farmers have to defend each other because no one else will. So on that note, I think that there's a lot that I'm going to be focusing on over the next couple of weeks on trying to get more farmers out of their shells to talk about the things that they're doing, about the issues in their industry, about their concerns for the future, about how they're how they're handling changes in the environment, changes in legislature, changes in their in their current you know in their personal lives, how they're adapting to all the all these changes, because this is a you know a, a revolution unlike anything we've seen before, and it's something that we're not handling all that well. If you ask me, I think that the 
the agriculture community has kind of fallen behind in terms of the whole media um, progression of things. And I think that we need to be a little bit more proactive in how we're going about teaching others, and we're not doing a very good job of it right now. So that was kind of something I learned from this week. Um, it's not something that I think is is hopeless. I think there's a lot of hope in banding together and, and really getting the word out there. It's something that I was talking to Eric Bream on quite a bit that, you know, farmers are scared to talk to the media, and so that's why we need to go out and actively teach them how to and teach them why they need to instead of just letting them, you know, hide away in their houses where, you know, no one can talk to them because then that looks even more suspicious than if they were going out and talking to the media all the time. And it's just, you know, it's something that we're going to be struggling with over the next few years, but I'm hoping that it's something that changes pretty soon. And the new farmers are better about it. The newer generation is getting a lot more used to that sort of thing. But even then, I mean, it's scary to have a, a news reporter come, in, come on to your dairy and talk to you about what you're doing because you never know what they're going to do with your words. And I think that's one of the biggest concerns that we need to work on is trying to establish a newer trust of the media. And the only way we can do that is to have a media that's worth trusting. And that's another project that we're working on right now, too, is trying to build media platforms for agriculture advocacy that are worth trusting and that the farmers know that they can confide in and not be not have any risk of being misinterpreted or misconstrued. So that, that was just a little bit about what I learned. Um, I also learned a lot about different types of technology coming out, about new methods of production that I'm super excited about, but I don't want to get too into depth with that because I really want to bring those into longer length episodes that I plan on, uh, I plan on recording over the next couple weeks, I'm hoping. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but finally, just to kind of wrap up on where we go from here, I talked to a lot of people about my podcast about where to go about um, what steps I need to take to get this thing to the next level and I asked um, one of the guys you know I'm kind of in the position where I have all my ducks in the row I just kind of need to know where I go from here and he said well the only place you go from here is forward and I was like well that's great I mean but that isn't really doesn't give me a whole lot of direction so I'm working with some people right now making some phone calls you know, asking for some some favors and making some connections and trying to get something lined up where I can get this thing a little bit more public. We're going to have a blog eventually, a website eventually. Um, we're trying to get some merchandise out there. We're trying to get on, on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get, you know, some big strides in this thing to occur pretty soon because if we can do that, then I think we can really push forward this message of, of continuing the conversation that I've been trying to push for almost a year now. So, it's something that I'm really excited about. It's something I would really invite all of you to help out with if possible. And once again, I just, I'm just i very grateful for the fact that I've been able to get this far with what I've done. And I've been very grateful for all the support that I've been receiving from you know everyone that, that listens to my podcast, everyone that I met at the World Ag Expo, and everyone that thinks I'm doing a good job. And it's just it's awesome to, to be in this position that I'm in right now. It's also terrifying because I really want to see this thing do well, and I really want my message to to come across as genuinely as possible. And so I'm always open to discussion. I'm always open to, you know, constructive criticism and for people to disagree with me. I'm always open to talk to them about why that is, but I also need help. I need feedback from from my audience, from my uh, community to really tell me what I can do to make this thing more interactive, more effective, and more uh, just you know, better at what I do. I mean, better about getting the message out there, about better about com communicating with the consumer, you know, new ideas I can bring in to really drive home that message that this isn't a, a podcast for agriculture. This is a podcast about agriculture for consumers. 
and I happen to have a lot of agriculturalists listen to it, and I'm very grateful for that as well, but I really need this to be a medium I can use to talk to the consumer. So any way I can do that more effectively, any way I can really maximize my efficiency in this thing, I'd be very grateful for suggestions. I'd be very grateful for um, advice I can you know, receive on new topics I should use or people I should talk to or uh, places I should go and, and do more visits on styles of recording. Should I do more audio? Should I do less audio? Should I do more video? Um, should I do more presentations? Uh, you know, presentation style videos? Should I do more casual conversations, more interviews? Um, I really don't like doing solo episodes, but I know some people like solo episodes. I mean, I need feedback on this kind of stuff so I know where to get this thing to the point where everyone's going to like it as much as possible, or at least the most amount of people possible can like it um, equally. So I really need your guys' help in that regard. I also need your help in continuing the conversation, taking what I taught you today, taking what I have learned and teaching it to others, taking you know, taking the fight outside of where we're at. And really, if you look at it as, you know, it's hopeless, that we're never going to be able to get back, you know, the land that we have, we're never going to be able to change the government's mind, we're never going to be able to influence the consumer because there's so many consumers that aren't willing to learn. I think that's an extremely pessimistic point of view right now. I think that that's not what we need as agriculturalists focusing on the future generations and the future of our industry we really need people that want to see a change and that believe that a change can be done we just need to band together and just do it so that's kind of the the central theme i've learned from the world Ag expo is there's so much out there that people don't understand that a lot of farmers don't even understand that needs to be brought to the light and so i'm you know once again, I'm extremely grateful for all the opportunities I've received. I'm extremely grateful for getting to work at the World Ag Expo and talk to vendors and make some connections, some networking, and just get some stuff done. And um, it was such an interesting experience. I really hope I get to work with more of those people um, soon and get some episodes out for you guys to really learn about these great companies and what they're doing for agriculture and for the world. And so, yeah, that's I mean that's all the spiel I have for today. I'm you know I'll get off my soapbox now, but that's just a lot of the things that have been sitting in my mind over the past week that I just needed to get out and I needed to talk to people about. So thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to my, a little bit of my, I guess you can call it event. Um, I really appreciate everyone, every single one of you. And like I said, I'm always looking for constructive criticism, for comments, for you guys to interact with me and to really just help me through this thing. Um, because I think that we all are looking for the same goal here. We all want an educated public and we all want a well-fed public. And those two things have to coexist. And so if you agree with me in that regard, then by all means, reach me in any way possible with your ideas, with your suggestions, with your advice, and I'd be more than happy to take them into consideration and to talk to you more about them and to maybe implement you know, ideas and output from, from the community and from my audience. And that's really the only way this thing's gonna grow anymore is if people help it grow. And that's kind of something I've learned the hard way is I can't do this all on my own. I need people out there to help me in any way possible. So if you have any experience with, um, you know, media, with, with marketing, with, you know, promotion, with education methods, with, uh, you know, communicating with any of that kind of stuff, and you want to help, by all means, I am more than willing to look for people that want to help out with this project. I want this thing big because the message needs to be out there and I can't do it alone anymore. So that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And make sure you check out, if you haven't already, go check out all four of my episodes on the World Ag Expo. 
it was an incredible week and I can't wait for next year and I'm hoping that next year it'll be even bigger and better and I'll be able to get even more interviews and more information and I'll be a lot more prepared this you know the next time around but yeah so that's it so I mean thank you so much for watching and don't forget if you ate today thank a farmer